driver, make sure everything is where you want it, reach up there and pull those belts tight one more time, going green next time, bye, this is the Scrubbing Tires Podcast. Intro. I know. It just makes you want to go jump in the race car. What are you? What are you signaling there for, Jordan? What are you, oh, we're here. You look like you're mad. Oh God, no. Okay, I'm, I'm great now. I'm I got beer in hand. Yeah, hey, we're on a racing yeah. podcast. We're 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 getting yeah. close. You know, we're, right. we're getting real close. I got Man, beer we, in uh, hand. People it's are pumped. warm out today. Yes. Oh my God. And then tomorrow's supposed to be like 70, 70. degrees. That's oh, right. On Thursday we go it's like snow. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's stick. It'll be it'll be yeah. raining. It'll just be wet. Typical Colorado crap, though. You know, yeah. it'll give you, you a know. glimpse of like seventy degrees. You like start dusting off the shorts. You put them. <laughs> oh, on you're going to say take off the shirts, but all right. Oh yeah, no, no. I, see I'm doing that. <laughs> now, yeah, you dust off the shorts. You put them on, and then you know, boom, walk outside, and there's three inches of snow. It's like absolutely. <laughs> well, uh, we have a lot of viewers already so i i know everybody's ready um and we can confirm mr chris cox is in the lobby we talked to him a little bit earlier so he's ready to go rare Uh, ready to go yes uh so yeah well obviously we have chris cox the title of the episode i'll uh, click it on the below george there uh anyways uh what a weekend in uh phoenix for the nascar guys willie b two in a row Uh, our opinion the short track package sucked but that's for another time and a place Mm -hmm. um yeah, good stuff. Got drama with Denny Hamlin, Ross Chastain again. Good stuff. Uh, anyway, um, before we get into it, I uh, want to announce, announce, wish a very happy birthday. I'm not going to say which year it is uh, to my wife on Thursday. So happy birthday, Mike Land. It's going to be a, a fun weekend. So happy birthday. It's happy birthday, and, lady. Yes. And uh, so, yeah, wanted to uh, announce that because won't, we won't see you all before uh she turns uh, another year older. So, man, she's twenty nine forever. Dirt, just remember, dirty that. thirty. Yeah. Twenty nine forever. <laughs> oh, there's the bombshell. <laughs> all right, spoil it. Uh, all right. Anyways, uh, so I'll uh, pass to Jord here. Um, give us a little bit of an intro uh, for our guest, and then we'll uh, talk to talk about our presenting partner, Frank's Radio Service, and we'll bring Mr. Chris Cox in the indeed. Uh, in the Indeed. So uh, welcome to the show, everybody. Um, we kind of we didn't do our normal introductions, but mm. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Damn. Uh, I don't know if anybody exciting. saw this week. Uh, we announced on Smith Family Racing's page that we were fortunate enough to partner with Outlaw Mile High Light Beer. I have to get that right because it's a long one. But um, that's what we so if you've noticed the last few weeks we've been drinking Tivoli beer, well, they are partnered with the Tivoli. And so that is why we have been drinking Tivoli beer. So it was kind of a little sneak preview without actually saying it. But if you guys haven't tried this stuff and, and I'm not just saying it here, <laughs> this shit is delicious. Yeah. Because they sponsor us. No, this shit is delicious. Like <laughs> it, it's, it's a very good alternative to Coors Light, Bud Light. Just go mm-hmm. pick up a six pack. Give it a try. Cheap too. I promise. I you, say, it's and cheap. it's way more expensive. Yeah. 
and it, and it's five uh, percent. Yeah. So and uh, Jordan, it, I don't think uh, you were on quicker. the the pre-show. Uh, our kickball league every year they sponsored Bolo last year, so I have oh. two shirts with uh, the Moose logo and my highlight beer. I was I was wearing Perfect. it earlier. We don't even on need the the merchandise now. I you already got it. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, go uh, run out, get yourself a pack of this. I promise you won't be disappointed. Um, Greg Dryling can attest to that. This last weekend we were working on race cars and Brent Camp can as well. Mark, exactly. <laughs> He's like made the switch full force right there. And I didn't think I was going to be able to convince that man to get off the, uh, you know, the normal train, but thinks it's delicious. So anyways, uh, without further ado, let's get into it here. Uh, this week, like you said, we do have Mr. Chris Cox. So, but before we do that, we're going to give a shout out to our providing our presented sponsor, Frank's radio service of Colorado. So spin that. All right. That'll get you pumped up for some racing, right? If you or your team are missing the vital in-race communications that you have been longing for, or your radio sound like something from the 1960s, it's time you give our presenting partner, Frank's Radio Service, a call. They offer radio and headset sales along with all of the accessories you will need to take that extra step to winning more races. The team at Frank's goes the extra lap to program your radios as well, so you can focus on racing and spotting. Give your local Colorado dealers, Brian or Daryl, a call at 719-761-1413 or 720-545-5249 now to get started. Traveling out of town for a race? No problem. Franks has you covered from the West Coast to the Midwest. Also check them out at www.franksradio.com and on Facebook, Franks Radio Service Colorado. Don't forget to tell them the Scrub and Tires podcast sent you. All right. There's the man. There, there he is. is. Morning, fellas. Morning. Morning. All right. <laughs> Top of the morning to you. How are we all doing? You got here? your midnight midnight coffee in hand then? Yeah. No, no vodka. <laughs> Damn, okay. Hey, that Even is better. actually what I'm drinking, Tito's. So cheers <laughs> to you, Mr. Cox. <laughs> yeah. How well, you doing, brother? Going, sir? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I've been looking forward to this for a couple weeks. When Jake asked me to do it a couple weeks ago, I was actually – in las vegas for work so it would have made it a little tough so i'm glad we waited and be a whole lot better now that i'm back in the shop yeah absolutely nice. what, what a, you what you what a gorgeous shop you got all them trophies back there too it's pretty I, nice I, I stole all those from curtis <laughs> <laughs> well there you go oh we're glitching like, i gotta give all those ones <laughs> yeah we're glitching we're, we'll be all right uh, while uh, we get the un- unfrozenness from Mr. Chris Cox, Brian Sanders, shout out to you, buddy. Hope you enjoyed the uh, the iRacing paint design just for you today. So, okay. <laughs> All right, Chris, can okay. you hear us? You good to go? Yeah, I think I'm good. Okay. Okay, cool. I turned Latest the up. All right. Phone, so I hope that'll help. There you go. Technical difficulties, you know, us guys, we uh, work on cars, not phones, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's 100%. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So usually what we do is kick off, you know, you've seen the show. Give us a little bit of background. Give us some oh, yeah. of your history. How would you get started in, in racing and everything like that? You know, give us a little background about yourself. What do you do for a living? All that kind of good stuff. Uh, well, I work for, I work for Herc Rentals uh, right now. I, I worked for GTI for a couple of years. 
they actually got acquired for, by Herc Rental, so I, I'm still in the rental golf car industry right now, but uh, that's been going good, busy, go to go to a lot of events, a lot of NASCAR races, stuff like that. So that stuff's going good, staying busy, money paying bills, which is the main goal. This stuff is obviously extracurricular activities. Um, mm-hmm. I actually started racing in 2000. Uh, wow. We went and ran a, a two-seater enduro race with my dad up at Fort Morgan. And we ended up getting out of there. I believe he won that day, and I was riding passenger with him for 100 laps. And wow. we left there, and we hauled ass back to Rocky Mountain where one. Uh-oh. He'll come back. Hold that up. I'm going to have to move closer to the router. There you okay. Go. <laughs> Perfect. Hey. Technical difficulties. You're good. <laughs> Gotta love it. Yeah, he had to to hide what's in the background too. Yes, he did. I will say the uh, bandwidth. I'm not a a technical guy by any stretch, but the the amount of bandwidth, especially when we have four people on this thing. Can you hear me now? Yes, we can hear you. We can't see you though. There we go. There we go. So, had to get closer to the router. So, uh, back (laughs) to what I was saying. I started racing in 2000. We went to a winter enduro race at Fort Morgan. I rode past her with my dad. We won the race, got out of there, hauled ass back to Rocky Mountain, pulled in the pits where he was going to race Econos that day. And he says, hey, if you unload that car and take it through tech, you can race it today. I'm like, shit, I'm in. Yeah. We're going to say no. (laughs) It was an old uh, 79 Pontiac Catalina. Like oh, a no purple shit. Catalina from front to back. Wow. But nice. I can tell you, I've been hooked ever since, as you can oh, yeah. tell. <laughs> so it, obviously, so take us from there. So you, you had that car and then it, did you did you just pull the other seat out of it and drive it for a few years or what, what was kind of next steps after that? Well, I, I, I believe it's been a long time ago. I mean, I've been racing 22 yeah. years. We pulled the passenger seat out. I ended up finishing the season at Rocky Mountain in the Econos with that. And my dad still had his car. And then we built a new car for me. It was a 79 two-door Caprice. We ended up buying from Bubba Willox. And we put that one together, had a Havana machine engine in it. And my dad won championship year before. And his speech when he won the last race was, I'm handing over the Econos stuff to my son, and I'm going to go dirt late model racing. So we built a new car, and I think we ended up racing that thing up until 2004. And I think we had 20, almost 30 main event wins with that car between Rocky and Port Morgan. Dang. Dang. That's impressive. It was was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. So what enticed you to go to the asphalt? Well, I ran – we did the dirt late model stuff for a while. I ran dirt super stocks for a while for DJ and Dave Banks out of Fort Morgan, which you guys talk about on the dirt side. So mm-hmm. I drove for them for a little bit. And then my buddy Adam was like, hey, let's go race over at the asphalt. So I think they ended up trading two dirt bikes for a car. <laughs> and, and we put a basic motor in it, went out racing and decided we were having fun. Plus, we were 20 minutes from home and didn't have to, you know, wash yeah. the car Sunday. Yeah. yeah. That's the so thing. Technically. We, we tried pro trucks. <laughs> Me and Adam ran pro trucks, I want to say 2006, 2007. And then 
I had the bright idea to follow a girl across the country and I moved to Michigan in 2008. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Wow. So, right in the middle of the depression. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not a smart move on my part. <laughs> At well, least like, you were smart enough to come back. Yeah, that's that's what counts, right? Yeah, I ran figure eights up there for, I don't know, four or five years. Arca figure eights at Flat Rock in Toledo. Little uh, 4.3 V6 powered cars, which actually have a lot of horsepower, and they're a lot of fun to drive. Yeah. Interesting. So, And then I met my wife. And the five kids. I'm going back to Colorado, and it's your option to go with me. And I came back got a house two months later her and the kids moved out nice. oh nice perfect nice gotta set the foundation so that, for them to come back right yeah <laughs> so where whereabouts do you live then i see uh, in the comments on the eastern plains so where where exactly do you live i live east of brighton okay, okay. so you're not you're not technically eastern plains i mean i'm i'm thinking like uh what's that town straight east on uh 70 buyers and buyers and know, uh, uh yeah What's that? Uh, Strasburg yeah. and Stra- yeah, I'm thinking Burlington. Deer Trail. Yeah, yeah, Burlington. <laughs> Not Burlington. What's that? I probably wouldn't have internet service out there at all. Yeah, well, we <laughs> yeah, had we had a uh, Scott Bremkamp on here. What was that lot, two years ago? And uh, yeah, he had. Uh, I think he stood in his shop the whole time to get service. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well, you see what I had to do because the router's right here. Hey, there you go. <laughs> Next step is to hardwire it in the damn thing. No kidding. <laughs> so you run at Super Stocks, won the championship last year. How are you feeling about that? That was really good. Car was really, really good. I mean, you know, Adam built the car in 2017, and it's been, you know, it's been on a tear ever since. Mm-hmm. He ended up wrecking it really, really bad. Fortunate enough to be able to get in another car owned by Listy and me, Misty and Lee Kimmett for GTI, which is the car Brent's driving now, which mm-hmm. is you know his car. But they were fortunate enough to help me out, so we ended up winning two championships two years in a row. Nice, wow. nice, that's awesome. Which another Hilton car, yeah, nice. yeah. So I mean, it seemed Jimmy like Johnson and three Pete, right? Yeah, <laughs> not really with that thing sitting. Was... Oh, yeah, the green machine gonna say you're gonna give us a little bit of a preview of what you got planned oh, oh i think uh, darn bright and service robert and laura smith can you hear me yep we got you, you yeah we got now. you now hey, out facebook a couple months ago and asked me if i wanted to drive a modified and i've never met you know robert face to face or you know i've seen him at the racetrack but i didn't you know personally know him and I'm like, no, I don't have time because I have the super stock, you know, helping Isaac with this car. I, I have a figure eight car outside that I need. Absolutely. I'm in. So nice. that all kind of fell together. This car came for sale a couple weeks ago and he snatched it right up within a couple of hours. And we went down to Clint's over the weekend and picked her up. Nice. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Heck yeah. That'll be It'll be good not only to see that car back out on the track, but also have you uh, as far as somebody to compete against. Because, I mean, watching your last few years, man, I mean, you've just been on a complete friggin' tear in that class. And um, 
you know, it, it, it's almost like it's it's good for you, you know, you know, like move up in a sense. You know what I mean? It'll be it'll be a lot more fun and get some more horsepower underneath you. And you know, I, I can't wait to share the track with you. It's gonna be fun. I can't wait to drive one of these things, and I've watched them for you know ten years. And yeah. actually, you don't get the full aspect of these cars unless you sit in the beer garden against the fence where those five little yeah. chairs are sitting and watch yeah. them go down the straightaway just about sideways. I'm yeah. like, that's me all day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready Absolutely. to go. <laughs> Eight inch tire, yeah, that, baby. Heck yeah. And a big yeah, motor. That's the, the, oh, big yeah. motor, little tire. That That's the trippiest thing to like get used to is like the just – how, how, what's the perfect right amount of throttle pedal to give it, you know what I mean, to get that thing to tr just hit the track and go, so. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. You know, I've been fortunate enough to race on the dirt for a lot of years, so the the whole put the egg under the gas pedal and drive on a dry slick racetrack where you use a quarter <laughs> throttle. Right. I got pretty good at it, so. Yeah. That's good. That's awesome. I'm hoping it transfers to this thing. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about the uh, the outlaw figure eight that you uh, assembled last year and in rain when all those out of towners came and maybe what's the progress? What'd you have to change swap from learning from that that race last year? Well, when I raced in, see those cars are out of their the big series, the big guys that do it a lot. They're out of Indianapolis, Indiana, and they run the speed drome. They run uh, the sports drome, which is in Jeffersonville, Indiana. And they run Anderson, Indiana. And I've been to those places. I've watched these races. I know the guys. I've actually got to hot lap a couple of them in Michigan. And this thing come up on the internet a little over a year ago as a, as a waffle. Because Facebook won't let you put it in as a raffle. Oh, the waffle. There you go. <laughs> yeah. He was donating, you know, half the money to family expenses for I don't exactly remember what. But he was selling 180 spots at $100 a slot. Ooh. And I bought two spots. I bought eight and 49 for mine and Isaac's number. And the last bucket, the last pill out of the bucket won the car. So oh, yeah. I was fortunate enough to win the car. Nice. And I, I spent a bunch of money putting a body on it. Had to get a motor for it, which, you know, I had to buy one of those and, you know, headers and carburetor, which that's where the carburetor came from, Jake. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's been good. The Denver race was really good. We just lack of seat time for me in the car in a really, really concrete, hard, hard tire. Mm -hmm. Kind of slowed everybody down, which this year they're going to be on a different tire. But uh, that race went really well. We went to uh, San Bernardino beginning of November with it. And there was, I don't know, 18 or 19 cars. We qualified 13th. I just struggled trying to make the car turn. But we were making laps, running. I think my wife told me I was up to ninth at one point. Mm -hmm. uh, lost brakes. The rack loose oh. under the car, so I had to pull in so, you know, they could get under it, tighten the rack up. Mm. But uh, I ended up losing brakes, and then I was just kind of babying it, trying to finish, and either broke something in the transmission or broke the rear end. I, I still haven't figured it out, but it, it's sitting over there at about a million pieces. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> but it's and when you guys' this first race for that one? Uh, I guess your only race. July 24th, July 29th, 24th. something like that. Last so week, you got plenty of time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, no, I've got some updates we're going to do, and uh, we've got some things we're going to try, and i got to change the oil pan on the motor because I don't like the oil pressure turning right. And uh, mm -hmm. we've got some things to update. Shock, shock program needs some work. Yeah. But a little bit of time. Yeah. Well, shoot, the race you guys did here in Colorado, I mean, 
for not having a whole lot of seat time in that thing. You you went out there and wheeled that thing, my friend. So that that was awesome to watch you and and Jeremy out there uh, supporting mm -hmm. Colorado guys out there. That was fun. It was a lot of fun, and you know, fortunate enough, I was able to jump in Jason's car last year and get some more laps on that figure eight track, which mm -hmm. you know helped me. I think there was a couple faster cars behind me. I just knew how to launch on the restarts and how to protect, which yeah. was a, a, definitely beneficial for me. Mm -hmm. Right. So what would you say translates more f to a figure eight style race? Obviously, you're going left and right and a bunch of crazy ass shit. But would that be more your dirt background or more your oval uh, asphalt? Uh, I don't think the asphalt background has, you know, helps it at all. You wow. Know, okay. In, in any figure eight car that I've ever drove with turning left and right, you're upsetting the chassis both ways. Mm -hmm. And it's really easy to break traction no matter what. So, you know, the counter steering to the to the right is pretty easy. But when you got to counter steer the other way, it kind of plays with your mind a little bit. But mm -hmm. definitely good stuff definitely helps with that. But there's nothing that can compare you when you're shooting at ninety miles an hour through the intersection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Got you. Yeah. yeah, I can't even imagine. Swear at that one point as you're coming to the X where you're like, I hope they stop or I better stop right now. It's it's kind of tough because, you know, when you're when you're leading the race, you just pray to God that whoever that person is gives you a break and go, which unfortunately Craig found that out in our race here. But like when we were in California, I was, you know, I was a couple laps down at one point and, uh, I was actually shooting the leaders between first and second and they were cutting me a break because we were still early in the race, but there was eight more cars in line behind them. So if you got to wait, you damn near got to stop. Mm, right. And once you stop, <clears throat> by the time you get going, you'll lose mm. almost another lap. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And things are crazy. So you definitely that's gotta that's crazy. Oh, it's not. It's, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't have, <laughs> I don't I don't have the cojones to like no. actually like I think I'd I'd chicken out like totally I'd I'd be that guy to like be in there stopped and then stall be that guy that stalls out and causes a caution and then just kind of put my <laughs> head between my legs and then just drive off the track. <laughs> yeah. It'd be hard. It it looks more intimidating from the outside looking in than it physically in the I don't know. Okay. I can't it's not as intimidating in the car. It's nuts. Like you just gotta throw them over your shoulder and it's <laughs> one way to put it <laughs> for him though he, they got to hang that load in order to do that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they'd had to have dropped when we were teenagers yeah. in order to do that he's got to blow yeah. something so go ahead jake i was gonna say so so you want it in a waffle so you said you got two numbers Eight forty-nine. So, which was it that won it—the forty-nine or the eight? The forty-nine actually won the car. I oh, see. Wow. Yeah, at least your there number you one. <laughs> but speaking of the eight, so how how do you and Isaac Almaswari, uh, you know, how did that come about, and uh, what's that what's that racing relationship with with him? So Isaac is my wife's youngest son because she has oh. three girls. And okay. Okay. Interesting enough. And, you know, grow, he moved here. It was, uh, so right off the get go, 
we lived, you know, a half a mile from Adam's house. So him and, you know, Olivia, the little one, and then Leah's our little, little one. We would all go over to Adam's house and, you know, he learned a lot of his racing habits and bad habits from, I want to say, Aubrey McChrystal. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how he got. We're getting one and I'm like, well, shit, he wants to race. So let's, you know, let's dig in and go Bandolero racing, which that was tough. That's, that's a lot of work. Them bandles are. So that's where he got his itch. And then he's just been going at it ever since. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I think yeah, we, we ended up uh, parking next to him one of the races uh, last year, yep. and I think he actually won that. Yeah, night. it was that night. Yeah, 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 and it was just awesome because I know you were kind of helping him as much as you could, but you had your car to work on, and um, I'm assuming it was his mom that was kind of over there helping him as much as possible. But just to see him, you guys work that hard, and then he was kind of basically at certain points on his own, goes out there and just. I mean, that wasn't like a dominant win, but I mean, he went out and drove hey. that damn car to yeah, win. Did. It was, that was cool. awesome to watch. I remember he that. did very good that night. And you know, mm -hmm. and you guys can attest to this. You have traction all the time. Mm -hmm. It's not mm -hmm. the case. Even in a 3,500-pound car with 300 horsepower, it's still not the case. Mm -hmm. and once he, I have no idea what clicked in his head, but once he figured out how to get around that racetrack, mm -hmm. he's a contender yeah. every week now. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And I didn't give him everything right off the get go. I didn't put tires on it. I didn't put, you know, a bunch of crazy setup stuff in it. And everything that's done to the car, he's got to do. I help him, but mm -hmm. I won't do it for him. So when we go to the racetrack, he's got to work on it. He's got to understand it. So he understands the ch what the change is going to do. Right. You know, and it teaches him. And the kids actually come a long way. I'm very, very, very proud of them. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for him being that young and like just like you just said, like making him do that, it, it really shows too that they have a true appreciation and oh, he yeah. really wants it. You know, it, it really shows that want to actually be better and to win and, and all that stuff. And I mean, and the more knowledge you base by just trial and error and learning it yourself, mm -hmm. I mean, the better off you're going to well, be. And, so. and I appreciate, you know, I, I don't have any kids yet, but I appreciate when you make them turn the wrench, make them understand why we're making this change or whatever. You know, and you can date it back to, you know, Dale Earnhardt doing that same thing with Junior. Like, you, he could have gave him the best car, the best of everything, but he didn't. He said, if you're going to do this, you're going to do it right. And, I, you know, I appreciate that for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. It, it makes it, it does, it makes him appreciate it more. Mm -hmm. He gets out, he can go over with what, go over with me what the car's doing. We can look at the tire temps, we can read the stagger numbers, then we can kind of compare the notes. Mm -hmm. And the last couple races of the year, everything he was telling me, is right on top what the tire temps and air pressures were mm. on us and you know we made changes from there and you know unfortunately going into the last night he just got caught up in a bad deal yeah yeah chip and wrong place wrong time wrap the radiator around the motor yeah mm. i was gonna say he was right there at the end of the year and yeah just mm -hmm. and that was was it kind of early in the race too that that happened oof lap two yeah, yeah. lap two it's the worst angry two angry drivers going after each other and isaac was wrong place wrong time and yeah. you know, not taking nothing away from kyle he was the better man yeah yeah dang yeah i remember that doing the 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 final points uh episode that week and we i think i think one of us uh picked him to win mm -hmm. uh the championship and then you know to read the results right damn that's that's yeah. tough yep yeah. lap two mm -hmm. yeah 
I, I know that feeling. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so, we've all been there. We've all done it. Right. Yeah, it it happens. That's just racing, you know. But so let's get into some stories, Chris. I know uh, everybody's patiently waiting, and uh, you know, I know you got some. So maybe uh, before we get into give me some loving, let's uh, let's hear from the horse's mouth. What's your uh, what's your favorite uh, racing memory? Whether it's dirt, asphalt, figure eight, pierce or uh, super stock, whatever it is. Was he thinking a long time, or did he find? Wow, there's oh, there there's so many of them. Oh, um, okay, is this thing on? Yeah, we're good. I there got you. Go. Okay, you guys ever seen the movie Six Pack? Yes. Oh yeah, it's been a while. So we're going. I want to say it was Challenge Cup 2017, and we were using a buddy of ours as stacker. I know and I had I to go home and do something. Basically, I was told to get out of the shop and go. So they loaded my car. Adam loaded my car. And I met him at the racetrack. Well, they didn't tell me what was going on. So we get to the racetrack, and my car was on top in the stacker, and there was another car on the bottom. Well, it was Jonathan's car. Black and red 73. Because in the movie, Turk Logan was his right arm. Right. Yeah. enemy in the movie mm-hmm. so they unloaded that and i'm like oh this is gonna be a fun night so <laughs> it, was, it was all fun we ended up winning i think he ran second or third we took our championship photos that night because uh championship night got rained out for us but that was definitely one of the nights to remember that's nice. awesome <laughs> well i got a shout out to you because uh i didn't know this until you came by the house last year and uh Pick that carburetor up, but uh, between us three, we are Columbine alum and I. So, gotta definitely cheers to the old Columbine alums. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He lived like five minutes up the street from us. My dad, the, uh, day. my dad actually still lives there. Oh, that's right. You're saying that. So, he lives down in the subdivision. Out. Which subdivision? Leewood. It's, Leewood. It's basically okay. right across the street. On the east side of Columbine High School, mm-hmm. so I know how to get to the Smith Family Racing Shop and how to get to Columbine, but other than that, don't ask me shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I know about Littleton. <laughs> you know where Columbine Park your, is. I do. Yeah. What year did you guys that? graduate? What graduate? Uh, I graduated in 06. I was 04. 01. 01. 01. Yeah. So okay. we so we were we were there together actually. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because 2000, they won the state football championship, and that was my my freshman year there. So, Yep. I was actually yep. at that game when I played. Oh, nice. there you go. See? Small yeah, sales, man. So you would have been then a sophomore when the, the tragedy happened, yeah? I was, actually, wow. I was actually fourth period. I was in Dave Sanders' class. Oh, wow. 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 Man, I don't think I've ever actually wait to him to unfreeze. I want to hear this. Uh, Can you hear us? I was gonna say, you have to say that again. You're gonna have to repeat all of that, buddy. (laughs) Nope, maybe. Um, can you hear me now? 
Yep. There it goes. Go. It's like every like four minutes and then it cuts out. I'll just pause. It. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I was in Dave Smith or uh, Dave Sanders computer class fourth period. And when the class got out, I jumped on my bike because I was grounded and I rode my <laughs> four blocks down to go home to eat lunch. Wow. It was better wow. Than Aviolis, to eat at the school. And yeah. What sucks is my buddy, John, John Tomlin, um, mm-hmm. we all sat at the same table when we stayed at school for lunch. And unfortunately he was at that table and he was killed that day. Man, oh, man. that's crazy. So, sorry to hear that. That's yeah. I was sitting at home eating SpaghettiOs, watching Saved by the Bell. I still remember it. And I got on my bike and I could hear the, the, the sirens. I could hear the helicopters. I'm like, must be a bad car crash from the high school. Mm-hmm. So oh. no, that was, man. we had a couple weeks off and had to finish at Chatfield. Mm-hmm. Wow, man, that's crazy. Wow, that is uh, it, it's it still blows my mind too. Like, because we have so many friends that we still obviously mm-hmm. know from that time period and everything, and and you hear stories and stuff, but like from each individual, and it's still to this day just it, it blows my mind. You know what I mean? Like to hear each and individual, every one of them. And it sucks. It really does suck. I yeah. lost quite a few friends that day. I know most of the yeah. people that were killed, and uh, yeah. And I never seen those two kids, the two kids that didn't. I never saw them. Yeah. Wow. Never even saw that's, them around the school. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Well, it's it's crazy that you say that because I, where I went to high school, the whole from seventh through twelfth was three hundred kids, so everybody knew everybody, mm-hmm. and obviously, you know, complete opposite of of a Columbine, which how many students go there? Two thousand probably from yeah. you know. I think yeah. five fifty graduate every year. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's somewhere insane. right in there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was definitely a sad deal. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, All not right. to totally put a downer on this whole situation. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, 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 yeah, I've never I've never actually sat down and talked to someone that was there, you know, yeah. there, mm-hmm. not there, but was in school at that time. So mm-hmm. appreciate you sharing that story. Sharing that. Yeah, definitely. All right. We Shall we uh, kick it. this off with the yeah. give me some loving? So we got to wait for oh, is he back? Okay, so Chris, yeah, you're there. you're a fan of the show. You're a you're a proud watcher each and every single week. We see you on there, so obviously you know how give me some loving works. But we we ask each and every single one of our guests if you've seen the movie Days of Thunder, because if if not, then we can't play the intro because then it wouldn't make sense. <laughs> Does a one-legged duck swim in a circle? Uh, <laughs> all right, fair enough. All right, viewers, all third of you, thirty-two of you watching, get those comments. I know you guys are going to have some good ones, um, and uh, yeah, so get them thinking in your head. We're going to play the intro, let Chris catch his breath, and then uh, fire away, and we'll read them off. So here we go. Jordan's back singing again. Love it. <laughs> All right. Oh, we got him coming in already. So, Jake, how about you lead us off with old Bubba Stinson here? All right, Mr. Bubba Stinson. Uh, best memory of Rocky Mountain National Speedway? Oh. I want to say go back to 2001 when I actually won my first 
econo race in my first year full-time in my caprice and <laughs> you know just my first main event win ever nice there's a lot of memories there i raced there for a lot of years figure eight racing late model racing you know super stock racing in the big big money races but let me tell you something <laughs> he was about to can you hear me yep yeah we, we hit the four minute mark so now you're good Okay. <laughs> World of Outlaw Sprint Cars were in town. Mm. And they ran out there, I want to say it was a Wednesday or a Thursday night. And I was driving Dave Banks's car. I had to talk him into letting me race it down there. And the only thing it paid, I think it paid the winner. Well, there was a lot of cars, and everybody had to, if you didn't qualify out of a heat race, you had to run a B main. Well, we got into the feature. My clutch quit. I had no clutch pedal. So my buddy Adam was driving a buddy his Leroy's car. And he was gracious enough to push me off because I think we started up front and we were doing pretty good. Well, we had another yellow. Oh. Ashley was a red flag. And oh, because no. I couldn't take back off under my own power, they put me to the tail. Oh. So he was back at the tail with me and I knew we weren't going to win. We were running like 24th, 25th. And he'd go in the corner and he'd flip me off and he'd back <laughs> off. I'm like, this son of a. <laughs> I spun oh. him out. <laughs> All right. Just, just for the conversation after the races. Got to make it interesting somehow while you're back oh, there, right? Man. We weren't going to win, so we're, we we provide entertainment. So I was trying yeah. to provide some entertainment. It, there you go. Hashtag Can you just do the ole back to him as you, you know, just, sitting yeah. there? He that all the time. He'd throw it in there sideways. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Great, take off. Like he had, he practiced that. At home. Oh, Adam. <laughs> Sitting in the garage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he got pretty good at it. He got pretty good at it. Oh, I can't even imagine. That's I'm awesome. Spin her out and give you the double O lane. Yeah. <laughs> like a Paul Walker. That, that's talent right there. Yeah. Yeah. That is that's something. Oh, Lord. All right, Jordan. Next All one. Right. All right. This comes from Taylor Bellamy. Uh, ask him about hot laps in Cali. He broke everything, LOL. We were hot lapping the outlaw car because we went to Orange Show. And it was Friday afternoon. There was an open practice for like four hours. And we were just struggling to make the car turn. Well, I come off the corner and I'm like. Oh, we hit four minutes. Right at the good part. Right at the good part. Every time. Are we back? We're back. Yep. You're back. So we're hot lapping, and I'm like, we're not making any progress here. This thing still won't turn. I'm, I don't know what I'm fighting. I'm just, I'm struggling. I'm frustrated, and I'm getting pissed. They're standing over there, Taylor and uh, Topher. And they come in. They're like, hey, you're smoking. What? I said, okay, well, this thing's driving really funny. Like, I can't even explain what it's doing. So we pull in the pits, and I get out. Well, the car's sitting all the way down on the right rear. Well, it ripped the leaf spring shackle out of the chassis on the back. Oh, well, there was nothing the right rear of the car up. <laughs> so we jack it up and we start looking at that, taking it apart. Topher and Taylor run around trying to find parts. Topher gets out a little Snapchat and <clears throat> up on top of the radiator, it's got a sway bar that goes across with links to go to the lower control arm. Mm -hmm. It twisted sway bar in two pieces. Oh, but not only did I not have a sway bar, I didn't have a right rear sprint. 
Oh, yeah. It'd be hard to be competitive <laughs> well, I, I without that. I see why it's not handling right. Yeah. No, it, no, it drove really bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it drove freaking terrible. So we ended up staying. We were the last one to leave the racetrack. We went through an entire bottle of welder gas. Wow. So we welded back together Friday night and went to Hamburger Stand and back to the hotel. Wow. Damn. That's uh, mm, that, perseverance that's, there. That's the a good story. <laughs> yeah. I got to give it to Taylor and Topher. They busted their ass out there for me for two straight yeah. days. That's awesome. Got to love the help. Yeah. We had a lot right. of fun. Okay. Next one uh, from Randy Irwin. Appreciate your uh, photography, sir. What's your craziest uh, with memory the with the Hilton sisters? Maybe race. I don't know. I don't even know. I mean, there's Aubrey's definitely the crazy. <laughs> Tilda McCrispin is a conservative one. Aubrey. I mean, I took the four uh, minute mark. Oh, there we go. You're good. We ran the first battle of the fenders and McCrista was actually my passenger. And a buddy of ours bought a car out of some guy's driveway that hasn't raced in 15 years. We got it running, wow. packed the wheel bearings, changed the oil, put tires on it, put a passenger seat in it for her, and away we go. Mm. We ended up finishing like fifth in the race, but we weren't by far the fastest car there. But there was a red flag probably 100 laps in, 120 laps in, and my eyeballs are floating. Like, I got to go to the bathroom like you and me. Oh. <laughs> so the red flag came out, and at the time, they had a porta potty in the in, in the infield. I whipped it off in the infield. I'm throwing belts. I had to go take a leak. Gloves, helmet, Hans, the whole nine yards. Wow. I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> when you got to go, you got to go. Yeah. There ain't no lie. I had to go. McCrista, stay here. I'll be right back. <laughs> I got to go take a pit stop, but not for the car. She's like, where are you going? I said, hold on. <laughs> I'll be back in a minute. Wow. That's a at least at least it wasn't one of those situations where like the cup drivers where they just go, just go. and you yeah, just gotta got look it. over and go, I'm sorry, you know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna smell like shit after the race, but <laughs> Yep, yep. They do That's it. Awesome. Sometimes they do it. I don't know how they go four hours and not go, but yeah. All right, Jake. At least it ain't number two. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, we don't want to do that. That'd be a shitty deal. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> All right, Jake. Oh, God. All right. This is from your good buddy, Mr. Brent Cave. Ask him why he's so slow and why I have to push that forward on restarts. Well, I don't have a crate motor for one. No excuses. It, the Ford motors don't run on the starts. But, you know, I love those two Camaros between Alex and Brent. And, you know, the crate motors, when they're behind me, they give me that extra dig. And then once we get to turn one, it's thank you. <laughs> give, give them the Adam Hilton. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But no, it's, uh, it's definitely sluggish and slow on the starts. It's been like that for years. But once we get rolling, it rolls yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Hey, it don't matter about the start. It matters about the finish, right? Finish. Yeah. How many one, two finishes we got, Brent? <laughs> it's been a lot. I, I think I've witnessed three or four. There we go. Say. And usually the 49's up there in the number one spot. <laughs> yeah. Brent's pretty All good. Right, I gotta give 
Brett's pretty oh, yeah. He's a hell of a driver. <laughs> yeah. All right, Jordan. All right, All right, this comes from our good buddy, uh, Mr. Brian Sanders. Can I torque the lug nuts on the GAM one time for old time's sake? You can torque all four wheels as long as you're on the radio that night. It's <laughs> good compromise. I had him on the radio one time for about four laps. I talked him into spotting for me. I drove a late model for Dave Mesley a couple years ago, and it was an orange number 60 car. Nice car, fast. And we went out for first practice, and you know the car was shaking it down. Car was good. He was on the radio. The yellow Ford comes flying on the racetrack and about KO'd the side of our car. We got on the gas, come down the back straightaway, and the rear end blew up. Oh! It ripped the fuel that sucks. Line, battery, the calipers, battery Oof. cable. Oh! Yeah, I suppose when that lets loose. Yeah, it broke a lot. Of the, wow. But the four laps I had was amazing. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so one hell of a day today. Thank yes. you. <laughs> All right, I skipped right over cheeseburger. I apologize. This comes from our good buddy Ian Clark. What is the best advice to a guy just starting in racing through all your racing and dirt asphalt? What is the biggest thing a guy can do when they're just starting off? You got to put your mind to it. It's a lot of work, whether it's bandoleros, legend cars, pure stocks, you know, the modified stuff, the outlaw cars, it doesn't matter. It's a lot of work, and you got to put your heart and soul into it. And if you're one of those, you just want to go out on the weekends and just have fun and not even work on your car. You pay, pay for it in the end and you struggle and you don't have any fun. So, right, right. and if you're going to get some advice, get, get advice from one people, because I guarantee if they got advice from the four of us right here, none of it's the same. Everybody right. has their own opinions. Mm-hmm. So you got to put your mind to it. You got to focus on it and you just got to keep digging. And if you keep digging and you put the time and the effort in, the trophies will come. There you go. Well One said. Thing I think we all I like that. Put that yeah. work in. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jake, take it away. All right. <laughs> Mr. Kyle Carrasco. Hobby stock racing. How's it feel to drive over a man's hood to win a fall classic? <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Well, I was running third on the last lap, and Bubba Willox's son took the lead. And I want to say his name was Mike Kennedy out of Kansas. He led the whole race, and he wasn't going to have it. So he dumped him, coming to the – I want to say he was coming to the checkered. And they spun out right in front of me. And if I had a Dukes of Hazard horn, I'd have hit it. And <laughs> kept going. It towed the car out about nine inches. Oh, shit. They threw the caution, and they were going to throw the green and the white together. And it was the most ill-handling dirt car I ever drove for one lap, but I we bet. actually held on for the win. But <laughs> wow, wrong place, wrong time, and I never lifted. <laughs> Hashtag never lift. Yeah. Bring back old General Lee. Send it. That's awesome. All, All right, Jord. All right, this comes from Robert Davy. Do disc brakes make a difference on cars? I knew this was coming. I knew at one point. Hey, hey, we're just saying what the fans say. I knew this was going to come up. (laughs) I don't think so. You know, you don't need brakes to go faster. My car has disc brakes because they were on the car when I got it and we left it alone. But preferably, I think drums are better. But because I have, you know, you have more of a brake pedal 
the car stops well. I just I got calves the size of Vaughn Miller trying to stop that thing. Hey. <laughs> Impressive. You know, but at the end of the day. So with that with that question, are is the benefit for the disc brakes that they're maybe lighter than the drum brakes? Well, they gotta be, right? You know, I've never personally, and I'm sure someone can can you know vouch for this put a, a drum off of my car or a rotor off of my car onto a, a scale. I've never weighed it. I think mm. rotating weight is probably pretty damn close for rotating weight, but mm -hmm. you know, there's other avenues out there. You can cut them. You can, you know, there's aluminum drums on the market. There's, there's mm -hmm. a million ways to skin a cat, but at mm -hmm. the end of the day, brakes don't make the car faster because ours aren't adjustable. Mm. Oh. We have no we have no brake by can't we got what we got when we hit the pedal that's what we right. got 50 Interesting. Or, you know factory it's 70 30 i mean we got what we got interesting okay there you go good question all right uh mr greg dryling asked chris about the night he was blowing motors on the patio of the rear end in westminster we love a good blowing motor story <laughs> Oh, he's froze. Oh, okay. Start the story over. Got to know this one. That wasn't four minutes. We were over at a bar in Westminster and we were drinking, playing pool. There's Bruce Borchert and there was a whole bunch of us there. And we just playing pool and throwing them back. And by the time I was done, I was out back behind a dumpster and I was projectile shooting jumps. <laughs> <laughs> it hurts. It actually hurts. Wow. <laughs> if that's the night he's talking about, I don't remember going home. I don't remember going upstairs. I don't remember going to bed. All I know is when I got up the next day, I was pounding headache and felt like every muscle from top to bottom was over. Yeah. <laughs> they say that you use a lot of muscles uh, to blow a motor, so makes oh, sense. God. That's awesome. That's hilarious. Uh, All right. Uh, that was yeah. funny. Good stuff. Uh, we'll take a couple more. Uh, let's see. Mr. Adam Hilton, speaking of the so devil. we got to get one of the Adam Hilton. Yeah. Questions. Did you ever get offered unreal money for the Ford and turn it down? I, I think I know the answer to this question. And we hit him at the four-minute mark. Oh. Still with us, buddy. The Adam Hilton question broken. Yeah, thanks a lot, Adam. The one time Come on, you're man. your best friend and you make him freeze. <laughs> Maybe he's, he's actually just thinking and he's actually not frozen and he's just looking at us. To be or not to be. Oh, I really wanted to hear the answer to this one. I know. Right? <laughs> well, let's, uh, while we get Mr. Uh, Chris Cox back, why don't uh, we hear from one of our other presenting partners, the agency, and see if Chris comes back in the meantime. What do you say? Okay, that sure. Right. That's, let's do that. All right, Scrub and Tires podcast listeners and viewers. If you or someone you know is looking to buy or sell a home or an investment property, find out how much your current home is worth in the ever-changing housing market. Okay, okay. I got it. Let's go to the chase. You want a bigger shop for that new race car you just got, right? Well, let's get you in touch with one of the premier global real estate brokerages and new to the Denver and Colorado market, the agency. 
As I mentioned, the agency is a premier global real estate brokerage team having business in nine countries and counting, including 80 plus offices. What does that mean for you? You get the expertise of some of the most trusted, seasoned, and highest recruited real estate agents right here in your backyard to serve the Denver and Colorado regions. If you are ready to get started, give the Scrub and Tires podcast official real estate company and real estate agent, Mike Land Hall, a call today at 719-480-3477 and experience for yourself the unmatched service you will receive from start to finish. Well, unfortunately, it uh, looks like <coughs> Mr. Chris Cox had some really bad internet issues and he was not. Oh, and he's back. There he is. Just like that. <laughs> Sorry, out in the sticks, we got dial-up internet. You're all good, oh, you're brother. Good. <laughs> all right, so back to uh, Mr. Adam Hilton's question. I don't know if you answered it for us one time, but... Oh, not that one. Where'd it go? There it is. Did you ever get offered unreal money for the Ford and turn it down? I did. There was a guy... And one night out on the brand new car, we ended up blowing the rear end, coming through the checkered flag. And we rolled it in Adam's garage to pull the rear end apart. And the guy showed up to look at my car, and he had a blank check. And he offered me $20,000. Damn. For my Ford with one night on it. That is oh. very unreal. So oh, tell us why. why. Yeah, why did you turn that down? Oh no, we we gotta wait. We're, I'll sit here all night. I gotta hear this. Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> between me, Adam, Brent, oh, there Jonathan, you are. There you go. Again, automotive. You know, we put our heart and soul into building that car, and I just I get Could attached to things, and I'm not selling it. And I turned it down, and Adam's like, "You are stupid." <laughs> my wife was my wife, same way. Like, you're dumb. You can build another one. I'm like, no, I want that one. <laughs> wow! I ended up keeping it, and they talk shit to me still to this day. Well, apparently. six years later, it's stupid. <laughs> that's hard, right? I mean, that's it's one of those things. Oh God, that's funny. Uh, All right, well, uh, since uh, Mr. Cox is experiencing uh, tech technical difficulties, and we're we're almost an hour in, um, tell us uh, your sponsors, the people that you help, obviously. Uh, Adam and and your I guess you will call it your stepson Isaac. Uh, tell us who makes you know Chris Cox Racing uh, go. You know, I mean, first and foremost, you know, in the shop, it's my wife. She comes out here all the time. Last night, she was out here peeling green off this car, dressed like an Eskimo with no with the heater on, stay <laughs> warm. But you know, I she does a lot for me, whether it's in the shop on the Saturdays, making food, you know, going to get lineups, race receiver batteries, you know. Isaac's car, whatever we got to do. But, you know, I got a lot of help behind me. You know, I got, you know, Too Easy Electric, my buddy Zeke Hanger. He's always been there if I need something. Uh, Gary Coat with Coat Transportation, uh, Twisted Innovation, uh, Jackson's Automotive. Um, <laughs> got to look at the car. I got to look. There's so many of them. Uh, my buddy Kevin at KNC Drive. Michigan, which is the Ford capital of the country. Mm -hmm. And one of my good buddies up there built it. So the motors actually originated from Dearborn. Um, nice. So that was good. Uh, Nathan Gaster with commercial truck and trailer. 
Um, you know, my brother helps a little bit with, uh, you know, on a rail trucking, uh, golfcarsales.com, you know, GTI golf cars, Lee and Misty Brent, you know, all those guys, you know, they're, you know, a tremendous help and a good group of people. And I'm, you know, all these people, I'm just very glad, you know, to call them my friends. Um, Matco Tools, Wayne and Annette Applehands, uh, Nate Applehands with 5280 Lighting. Absolutely. Um, I know I'm missing something, but, <laughs> you know, I've just got a slew of people behind me. Kyle Carrasco, even though he's on there, he's his keyboard warrior tonight. Uh, <laughs> James White Talks, if I need something, you know, O'Reilly's or whether it's helping the shop or, you know, you know, any kind of help I need, you know, if I call Kyle, he always is there and lend a hand, whether it's my car, Isaac's car, it, it doesn't matter. But awesome. I've got a slew of people behind me and I can't do it without the help that I got. And now with, yeah. you know, the modified, you know, uh, Robert and Laura Smith, great people, glad to be in this relationship with them. And I'm, I'm really going to race this modified and trying to give me some trophies of that thing. Oh, yeah. Well, we're going to make it hard that. for you, but it'll be fun. I'm up for the challenge. I'm up for the challenge. <laughs> hey, so are we. We're, we're excited with all the cars that we've been hearing are coming out in the mod class this year. I'm, I am thoroughly excited for this year uh, to be out at the track as a modified driver. So it'll be even better having you out on that track. You know, I got, yeah. I got a couple more. Have to go ahead. I, if I don't, I'll just get my I'm totally understandable, man. The time is now. You know, Jeremy and Julie Wall. Mm-hmm. Um, we've really, you know, put our heads together on both these outlaw cars on try to make them better. Um, my dad, Cox Automotive, uh, Mike Cox down in Inglewood. Anybody down in that area needs auto repair work done, definitely hit up my dad. Um, Mon Paquet, which is my mom and my stepdad. Um, they've always, you know, they're there week in and week out, Saturday nights. Um, the ones they do miss is when they go to Fort Morgan to help my little brother. Um, but, you know, whether it's me or Isaac or Corey race, no matter what, on a Saturday, they are at the racetrack. That's awesome. So, um, so yeah, I, I, got a, I got an army behind me. That's awesome. That's good. good to have. Got a yeah. I don't have the pocketbook. To fund. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, one last question before we let you go who's gonna spot for you in the game um i've reached out a little bit um brian definitely wants to but i come in second to holly if she races mm-hmm. uh back with wax i've talked to a couple different people so they're on board if you know maybe not on a full-time basis um, I'm sure mm-hmm. I could talk Adam into getting on the radio if I need be, which he's really, really good on a radio. Um, but as of right now, I don't have anybody set in stone, but, um, I ran dirt long enough. So I'll just put somebody up there with a 49 on their chest and no, <laughs> just tell me when the, just tell me where the wreck happens and then yep. that's it. That's all you need. Uh, I, I have a feeling just for shits and giggles, what we're going to end up seeing that very first night but for me and you, as he likes the next to us is going to get one of these out the window. <laughs> <Yeah. net>. Yes. <laughs> Especially if we start next to him, it's just going to be a quick one. Yep. You, you weren't clear. <laughs> so what's funny is uh, I don't know if Jared's watching cause I don't have comments on mine, but every time I ran the figure eight car last year in Jason's car on the pace laps or scrubbing tires and they all say, you know, stick your hand out, wave to the fans, and 
<laughs> right to Jerry. Right. Oh. To Jerry. I know it's going to be a fun race. <laughs> oh man, that's great. Oh, that's the fans awesome. are like, who's that guy flipping us off? <laughs> oh, good stuff. Well, man, we appreciate you getting on here with us Definitely. and uh, sharing some of your stories, uh, glitching or not. It was good to have you on. And, you know, we, we wish you the best of luck in, in every series that you're running this summer or the spring and summer. And uh, can't wait to see you out there in that. Uh, well, I guess it'll be it'll won't be green and black, but whatever color you choose, it's going to be exciting to see you out there and, and carry over the success from the Superstocks. Yeah, we haven't. Uh, and that's the other one. Extreme signs and graphics. Tony, for please. You know, she does an amazing job at the wrap. She does all the cars. She did the, I let her solely design the wrap on the outlaw car. And it, oh, could. wow. So, you know, I got to hand it to her on the wraps and the decals. And she's just very, very, very good at it. And I know Leah's watching. So I got to give a shout out to my little one, Leah. She just turned 10 over the weekend. But every time I don't say her name, I never hear the name. <laughs> well, happy birthday, Leah. Yes. Happy birthday yeah. to her. He yes. turned 10. Awesome. Nice. That's awesome. Well, buddy, we appreciate you. Yes, absolutely. No, it's fun. I apologize. My internet sucks. Don't worry about it, man. We still heard the mean potatoes of it, and we uh, enjoyed having you on here. Had good laughs either way. Yes. I appreciate it, guys. Yeah. Yeah. All right, everybody. Yeah, Chris Cox on the Scrubbing Tires podcast. Take care, buddy. Have a good evening, guys. All right. All right. That was good. That was good. And I know we – we only ta- we only scratched the surface of the amount of stories yeah. that uh, that man has. So unfortunately, you know, like uh, like we just told Mark, uh, we apologize we didn't get to everybody's uh, give me some loving questions uh, just for you know time's sake with the uh, the internet issues. Uh, we we apologize for that, but uh, nevertheless, again, thanks for Chris uh, spending uh, his Tuesday evening with us and all of you. So mm-hmm. hope you guys enjoyed that, and uh, yeah, so we're gonna just hear. The- before we do that, I just want to let everybody know, just as a look, a little uh, shout out to Chris for last year. So obviously, not only was he the Superstock champion for the CNS season, but he ranked number one That's in the uh, NASCAR Weekly Series uh, sponsored by Advanced Auto Parts. He finished number one in the West region uh, awesome. by two points. Yep. And then badass. he finished 29th in the nation. Uh, Damn. In the Superstock division for um, the Advanced Auto Parts Weekly Series, so that's, that's awesome. awesome. That is awesome. Round of applause. So, round of applause. Yeah. Uh, yes. It's so, hard to do. That is very hard with, especially the Superstock division. Yeah, um, how many cars are out there? Oh, top twenty-nine. Wow. That's awesome. So, Way to go, Chris. Just tells you what kind of wheel man that guy is. Absolutely. See, well. It- and it's kind of hard because you know, like other portions of the countries, they get so many more like races. We were just talking season. about so this. That, yep. That's probably the biggest thing that was against him is just merely the fact that he didn't get enough races in. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know. And to that you say that they on the at least this uh, spreadsheet here shows that he had nine total races, and everybody around him had an average of at least fifteen. Wow, oh, see, it's almost okay. double. This, see, yeah. yeah. So the fact that he was able to finish top, you know, 29, obviously, with nine races where everybody else had at least four to possibly more races under their belt for the season, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. A, I mean, so you think realistically, you put it like apples to apples, like per race type thing, probably top five easily 100%. in the country. Oh, yeah. You, yeah. you give him so. at least four more races, he's sitting top 10. Yeah, yeah. no shit. Way to wow. go, Chris, man. That's, yes. that's yeah, awesome. awesome. That's killer. Oh, yeah. 
All right. Well, uh, we have one more segment for you all tonight, uh, Green Flag, Black Flag. And uh, we're going to hear from one of our other presenting partners before we get that um, segment kicked off. And I will uh, pass to Jake uh, to introduce this one. And then I actually am going to go pull a Chris Cox and take a pit stop, And even though I'm not in the car. But, uh, Jake, if you want to take it away for Citywide, and then I'm going to go take a pit stop. Yeah, well, uh, Citywide, obviously a sponsor in my car. Um, awesome. Just a quick thing, because obviously it was big news over the weekend that uh, – this big uh, Silicon Valley bank in California was oh, yeah. shut down by the government. Mm, yep. So for all of you that have seen it, obviously that's huge news in the banking world, but for us in the banking world, um, it just goes to show you when you have a bank that doesn't put their interest and investments into the right things, you get shut down. And the biggest thing that sucks is that they had $230 billion dollars i think it was something like that in assets and over 190 billion dollars on deposit that wow. now the federal government has to try and give back to the uh the clients so oh yeah yeah so actually it's it's weird because fdic insurance coverage nobody should get all of their money back but they are giving everybody's money back but banks locally especially citywide we had a conference call this morning about it um we don't invest in cryptocurrency or uh, startup businesses. They're kind of a higher risk when they're startup. Um, and, you know, when you put all your money into cryptocurrency, which is very high risk in and of itself, because it could crash at any moment. Um, that's kind of what happens to you is the federal government doesn't like that and they shut you down. So banks like Citywide, Wells Fargo, Chase, First Bank, stuff like that, they are secured with what they do in investment and their interests because they don't put their money and interest in high risk uh, things like cryptocurrency, stuff wow. like that. So Learned a lot. Definitely go to your bank, figure out what your FDIC insurance coverage is because you definitely want to make sure you are covered for your money, especially us in the racing world. We <laughs> hold our money near and dear to our hearts. Yes. So definitely make Could sure. Could you imagine? Oh no! Oh god! Not even that talk would, about I'd that. cry. I'd cry. Yeah, <laughs> I'd cry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. So with that said, go ahead, Brandon. So you can uh, go do your pit. Uh, yeah, two tire stop. We'll be back in a jiffy, boys. <laughs> you spent countless hours in the garage with your dad. Now investing in that old car and working on it with your son reminds you of him, and his legacy lives on. Fund your passion with a low interest home equity line of credit from Citywide Banks. All right. Well, while uh, Brandon's changing oil and running his fluids, <laughs> making sure everything's uh, good to go, nice and clean. Uh, I know he can hear us too, so that's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> we're going to start the introduction of our next segment, which we like to call the Green Flag, Black Flag. Uh, so for all of you that have seen it, uh, you know what's up. Uh, for all of you that are new, especially watching uh, the Chris Cox segment tonight, uh, green flag, black flag, we're each going to go through a, a scenario or a topic or anything that we want to talk about. And you either green flag, agree with it or black flag, don't agree with it. Oh, perfect timing. Um, so we're gotcha. actually going to have Brandon start off the uh, green flag. Black All right. Flag. I uh, actually just thought of this while I was taking my uh, pits. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so uh, thank you for the uh, uh, introduction there. Um, as I left the door open behind me, but who cares? Uh, so my green flag, black flag uh, for this episode this week, um, 
it obviously uh, I like to stick to the national level. So that's exactly what I'm going to do here as well. So we all watched, uh, well, uh, I assume everybody watched the NASCAR race, the Cup Series race at Phoenix on Sunday, or you heard about what transpired in the closing laps between Denny Hamlin and Ross Chastain. So dating back to last year, uh, Ross Chastain was the aggressor, gave Denny Hamlin hell uh, basically the whole year. Um, I think it started at Gateway and just he just Chastain just continued um, to just make life hell for Hamlin. He went on record saying, you know, I'm going to get him back. I'm going to get him back. He never did last year. But lo and behold, for whatever reason, he did it last this last week at Phoenix. Uh, so my green flag, black flag is, um, and it's it's a, a very controversial thing, um, but I'll ask the question. If if you're on record of saying that you intentionally wrecked someone during a, a competition in a NASCAR race, should you be penalized? Whatever that penalty may be, severe or not severe, green flag, black flag, Jake. <sighs> Yes, green flag. Um, I mean, incidents happen, racing things happen, but for the fact of that, you just you knew you were going to lose, and you knew you were going to lose possibly ten plus spots, mm-hmm. and you were like, mm, I'm just going to decide to get back with him on this one, and and he's going to go with. If I'm going down, you're going down with me. Then yeah, exactly sure. what it was like. I, I read this thing earlier because uh, especially on his podcast today or yep. yesterday or whatever it was yep. when he openly admitted it, um, somebody had said, you know, yeah, NASCAR needs to step in and set a precedence that that crap ain't happening on our racetrack. You know, we they spend lots of money on these cars and they're hard mm-hmm. to really get in the first place. And then you just go out there and wreck a guy just because you know you were going to lose. Like, to me, that's petty. Uh there's no need for it. No, it's uncalled yeah. for. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're, if you know you're going to lose, then you just, you bite the bullet, you race as hard as you can, you lose, you lose, you move on to the next week. Like everybody yeah. always says, yeah, you know, it sucks today, but you lose, you know, move on to the next. That's just what you do. You don't go off and ruin not only just him, but you're also costing his team, the race, the owner, the sponsors, all of that, it affects not just the driver. It affects mm-hmm. everything about that car, that driver, the race team, more than just your pettiness to be like, mm, yeah, I'm going to lose. You're going to go with me. So, right. Yeah. Well, and your own reputation too. Yeah, well, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, not, not like he cares, but yeah. Well, like you, you said, until I mean? you get a mic, I'm going to say what I want on my mic. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot well, to unpack in this, but yeah. Yeah. Um, but- this this can all be solved if NASCAR does what most local short tracks do on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. You spin somebody out, you give the guy that got spun out intentional back his spot. Danny, you go to the rear. Mm-hmm. Problem solved. Because then Danny's not going to do it because then it's no win situation for yeah, him. Then he takes thirty six instead of twenty whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, send him to the rear. Mm-hmm. I mean, as simple as that. I, I, I mean, total green flag, you should be penalized for openly admitting it. And how stupid are you? <laughs> how stupid are you to go and be like openly admitting? Yeah, I read yeah. the guy. Well, and the I hard mean, thing about these new cars and all the SMT data and, the, you know, the, in, the in-car cameras, you know, they can see Denny, you know, going to the right there. Oh. 
He didn't even go to right. He said he let go of the you're wheel. Right, let go, whatever it is. Like, but even still, like you're being in, watched. in this car, in in this car, when it's been known to hurt people, like how stupid can you be? <laughs> yeah, I mean, guys, if it's ended careers for Kurt Busch, he can no longer drive because of this because of this specific race car. And then you're gonna sit there and say, "I let go of the steering wheel." Like, yeah, how 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 in NASCAR's mind, like, how can you not like step in and be like, "You right. did what?" He well, just admitted over the radio waves that you let go of the steering wheel in a driving yeah, situation you and you can't. purposely wreck somebody. Yeah. Well, and here's the Slap thing. Slap his so, ass with a de- – tell, tell him to sit a race. Yeah. Well, and I was just going to say last year yeah. we go back to the Bubba Wallace, Kyle Larson thing. And Bubba didn't even need to say anything in his interview. It was clear as day that he retaliated, wrecked Kyle, and it could have been way worse than it was. And they get an altercation, whatever. And then they do penalize Bubba. I think it was just a race. Yeah which whatever, Uh, but it's, it's, if they're going to, they got to be fair across the board. So if they penalized Bubba last year for, and I agree that Denny's little rough up with Chastain was nothing like the Bubba Wallace incident last year. I'm not trying to compare the two, but in the same breath, it is the same thing. And so, you know, it's, it's Tuesday night, almost nine o'clock mountain. And that's when NASCAR usually uh, issues their penalties. And there's nothing. Mm-hmm. So I, I maybe more to come. I don't know. But in, and I wanted to touch on this. Uh, and Kenny Wallace and his podcast said the same thing. He was kind of on the fence about it because he said a great example. If NASCAR did this back in the day when Earnhardt was still around, Earnhardt would have been sitting out every other race, right? For roughing up everybody, spinning everybody out. So I get, I get it from that point. But that's a different time. Well, and, not not just that, but Dale Earnhardt never went on there and said, "Yeah, I purposely took him out." He said, yeah, "I meant to, I meant rattle to rattle his cage, never, <laughs> never meant to wreck him." Yeah. yeah. Denny goes on there and said, "Yeah, I flat out wrecked him." Yeah. There's a huge difference there, though, too. Yeah. No, and, I agree. And especially when you admit to let going of the the steering wheel. Yeah, you like, can't. Are you dumb? Yeah. <laughs> like, but see, but that's also a testament too to the to not only. In, in my mind, how weak NASCAR is, because that's a huge slap in the face to NASCAR, where he's openly admitting it, and he's not even scared of like the repercussions. Do you see what yeah. I'm saying? Uh, making NASCAR look bad. Not yeah, like yeah he's making NASCAR right look anyway, bad. But... It's but, interesting. Yeah, I mean, you you kind of compare pull it to, the reins back in a little bit, you, right? Like, you kind of compare hold of your drivers. You kind of compare it to maybe like the NFL and the targeting rule. And right. someone gets uh, doesn't get the call called on them, right? For targeting, and then in the in the uh, post game interview, they say, "Oh yeah, I meant to knock him out of the game." Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you gotta, yeah, they're gonna suspend you right then and yeah. there, and be like, "Okay, well, then so be... you just admitted to it, so you're done." Yeah, that'll be interesting to see <laughs> so... if if NASCAR does issue anything. I mean, I I would hope that they do. It. You got to keep it fair across the board. But like I said, it's it's mm-hmm. Tuesday. It's it's almost eleven o'clock on the East Coast, mm-hmm. so. And haven't heard anything. Yeah. So no. anyway, good, good, good topic yeah. there. Just wanted to good, see what you guys job. think. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Pass it to um, Jordan. Yeah. Let's All right. Pass it over to Jordan. So definitely like to uh, stay on more of the local level, but um, you know, having our our guest on who we had on today, uh, you know, driving outlaw, uh, figure eight this last year, and then gonna obviously do it again this year. Uh, so for that race, green flag, black flag, should that be just strictly a figure eight special? 
And what I mean by that is that no circle track racing whatsoever that particular night. So you have, you start off with the figure eights, you have the outlaws, and then you end with the trains. Wow. Green flag, okay. green flag, black flag. Brandon. Cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, that sounds awesome. I mean, there's so many from a marketing standpoint, like so many titles you could put with an X or the middle, you know, intersection, right. whatever. Uh, you know, I think um, if, uh, you know, I'm not obviously in charge of scheduling or, you know, and I don't know who is at CNS. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I would go for that. Obviously, you know, that the way they schedule them now is the figure eights, the trains are kind of the show and they schedule them for the, the main event, if you will, for the mm -hmm. night. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, why not have all three, you know, series that go through the X um, all in one night, I think easily a, a ticket seller. And I think that would be, uh, I think that'd be badass. I think it would fill the stand. So I'm totally green, green flag yeah. for that. Right. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, total green flag. Uh, I already know that there's a sponsor for that specific outlaw night, but how awesome would it be to have a big money race for the outlaw cars hey. sponsored by the outlaw beer? Yeah. Do a oh, ten thousand like to win. At. Now you're thinking with your dipstick, Jimmy. Yeah, I know, right? A ten thousand <laughs> to win outlaw figure eight, plus then a five thousand dollar to win normal figure eight race. Oh, Bring all kinds of cars out, because then you could get. I mean, I I don't know setup wise what what's all involved in a figure eight, but you got a lot of pure stock guys, kind of like Scott Friendkamp's talking about here, and the pure stocks trying to do the X. And somehow I get that pure stock set up for a figure eight. We got possibly 30 cars running in the figure eight race. And then hopefully you can entice about oh, and it 20, 25 outlaw figure eighters to come out. I mean, you could do a 50 lapper for the normal figure eights, do a 50 lapper for the, uh, or possibly more. I don't know what kind of laps you would run for outlaw race or figure eights, but. Well, normally they do a, like a, like a hundred, at least seventy-five mm -hmm. to hundred. Yeah, laps. like however many laps like, they do, it's yeah. a big. It's like a damn race. enduro race for them. Yeah, exactly. Really. I mean, how awesome would that be? So, a total green flag yeah. for that. Well, I'll know. Great special. I don't know how many uh, what what the capacity of of CNS is, how many seats it holds, but uh, none of the none of the seats would be filled that night because they'd be standing up, holding their breath, having oh, yeah. you know. Oh yeah. Anxiety attacks every every lap going through the X. I mean, oh, that yeah. would be. Yeah. Well, like insane. Chris was talking about with that uh, Orange County race that they went to, I can't remember how many official. He said what eighteen? Yeah, something like that. But yeah. it's a tiny track. It looked like there's thirty cars out there with how where they were all spread out and going through the X. I mean, in bring out thirty cars possibly to CNS. Oh my God, that would be a show. Oh, that'd be so sweet. Oh, I just, remember, I mean, I was standing at the edge of my seat watching that outlaw oh, race yeah. last year. And that place I mean, it was, was so fun. Yeah, it was yeah. so fun. Even, even cool just the regular experience. figure eights. I mean, the right. Wall Brothers. I mean, they. That's worth that's the price I mean. of admission, like, right there. It'd be such a good time to just showcase just all figure eight racing. Like it's just one weekend. You know what I mean? Like that's mm -hmm. your premier. It's one of your premier events for the season, mm -hmm. having them here. And then, yeah, why not just make it a, a full, full on just this is the only thing we're running type shows mm -hmm. yeah. i mean yeah i agree kyle we definitely need some more trains but well, if you if you put that show up and like jake said you offer even a thousand dollars to win for a train race i feel like that's yeah. sheesh mm -hmm. hell we could get so. chuck smith jr in one 
Uh, just give him a hazy IPA and he'd be fine. Yeah. <laughs> After the race, of course. Yeah. yeah. That's what they should do. It'd be like, you know what? Like for the trains, is be like your brake driver. They gotta they gotta finish a, like a twenty four pack before the race is over. And if you don't, you you lose. Oh god. That would be <laughs> bad, bad, bad. Because then talk about okay, blowing motors. Sixers. I was just saying, because then you'll get Jared Wall being like, "Well, I guess I'm going to the brake car tonight." <laughs> blowing motors out the side of the car that's entertainment what are you talking about very entertaining that's some uh what's that cletus mcfarland stuff there Uh, yeah exactly and then you got a shotgun one at the winter in the winter circle there we go (laughs) i'm in all right jake what do you got all right i i don't know if we've talked about this before i know it's brought been brought up in a subject before but of course my good old-fashioned local racing uh, talk and watching nonstop videos of racing in general. Um, been watching a lot of mods uh, lately. Uh, and there's a guy out there by the name of Walt Obrinsky Jr. Uh, does a YouTube and uh, really, really cool. If you, if you have, don't know who he is or want to watch kind of a cool little uh, local YouTuber, um, in the Midwest, definitely check him out. Walt Lebrinsky Jr. is his name. Um, whiskey Racer. Whiskey Racer. Yeah, he's yeah. cool. It's cool badass. Guy. Oh, yeah. Real awesome guy. Yeah. Um, but he kind of talks him about... Take his, watch him take his first laps at Winchester. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, that was, yeah. That was funny. Um, <laughs> but he talks about how different tracks, um, you know, the setup for the racing. So, like, the minutia of heats and starting positions and qualifying and stuff like that there's some racetracks he'll go out to and um they don't even have heat races you like srl you qualify boom you go to the main event where you start where you qualified that's where you start um he's gone to a lot of tracks where they'll do like us where you qualify and then you get split up into heat races and then based on where you finish obviously is where you start in the um main event but he did say there was one track and he really liked it that they did heat races still, but to try and alleviate people from, or eliminate, I shouldn't say alleviate, eliminate people from sandbagging is they gave incentive on qualifying. So not only did they give points for the top five qualifiers, but they gave an additional, I can't remember how much it was, cash payout on the pole sitter. So that got me thinking. Hmm. Green flag, black flag, what if something like that is adapted to cns where scrap the heat points still do the heat races because obviously you want to set up starting positions but put more incentive in qualifying because i know we all try hard but to try even harder give us the extra points in qualifying and the pole sitter gets uh 100 bucks or something like that so uh jordan uh i mean obviously green flag on this uh, my mind goes to like i have i've always been we've talked about this before in previous shows about my my biggest thing is rewarding people for qualifying good like you're if you're a fast car and you sit on the pole like you should be rewarded somehow other than you know inverting into the heat race and then invert again to you know the mains and all all the kind of crazy stuff and i I, the only thing that sucks is i don't know enough about the back end about like 
being a sanctioned NASCAR track, you know, how the point systems work. Like if you have that flexibility to move those additional points to however you want, then great. Because that's, I've, I've always been a proponent for qualifying good to, you know, not to say that, like you said, guys aren't trying to qualify good. That's, I don't think that's a thing, but give more incentive to qualify good than to win heat races because heat races are heat races. Like they should be just for positioning for the main in my mind. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and it, I don't, and we've had this discussion before. Like, I think that it should be a dash for cash and not an actual like heat race. And then there should be a B main for the position for the, for the main. And then there you go. You know, mm -hmm. you invert the top six from the heat and then that's it. But, um, but yeah, I, I think that would be a lot of fun. I, I definitely like the cash incentive to qualify because obviously for, you know, most of these guys that are like, you know, like Chris, he just said, you know, I, I don't have enough money to fund all these cars. Like, like, lucky enough, I have people around me that help me do this, you know, but for those people that don't, you know, that, that are doing it themselves, like a hundred bucks would go a long way. I mean, that pays for gas for the night. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like. So that would be, even if it wasn't a point situation, I think, yeah, giving some sort of incentive for qualifying in that sense would be, I mean, that would be huge, actually, like really huge. So, yeah, I'm totally 100% green flag. I think that would be an awesome, awesome deal. Brando? <clears throat> yeah, I, I agree totally with everything that George said. Um, I'm green flag as well. Um, I'm going to revert back to one of our uh, Scribble Tires podcast alumni, Kyle Clegg. Um, and I think he told me this uh, at one of your uh, GAM races, uh, you know, because he won several polls last year and in, in his career in general. But he said, you know, to me, uh, prefixing, I'm speaking as Kyle, to me, winning the poll is almost sometimes more than more important than winning the race, because in qualifying, if you're a quick time or, you know, get the pole position, however you word it, you were the fastest motherfucker there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Don't matter how the race played out, whether you had a failure, you got moved out of the way, whatever happened, you were the fastest dude there. And mm -hmm. that shows something. So to that note, if, you know, you, you take the Kyle Cleggs that, that think so highly of qualifying, which I think everybody here, qualifying is important, especially when you only get 25 mm -hmm. laps. In a NASCAR race, you could make your way through, you know, mm -hmm. 300 laps, whatever. But when you're running 25 lap features and so forth, it's hard. To start mm -hmm. from the back um so to that point like george said you know you give them 100 bucks for for winning the poll okay if if you're smart about that you put it in the bank you put it in the bank you put it in the bank three poles in a month you got a you got enough for a set of tires and i mean mm -hmm. that's huge and that's mm -hmm. just for going out there and putting in the effort hitting your marks mm -hmm. doing all the things uh mm -hmm. points wise i know i'm kind of going off the rail here but points wise uh, that's iffy, uh, for me. I mean, I, if, if that were to be the case, I hope it's not an extreme amount of points because you could have someone that qualifies fifth every week, but they finish second, third, mm -hmm. and they're technically getting penalized in a sense for not getting the poll. Um, so I, I could say a couple points here. I would say no more than five because five is pretty, pretty big in the grand scheme of things, especially week after week. So, mm -hmm. Points I'm, I'm kind of on the fence about, but cash, hell yeah. You put in the time, you put in the effort. Yeah. Qualifying, as we all know, is one of the most hard things because you're oh, hitting your marks hard. and That's you're just hard. two laps is all you get. And if you screw up, you're done. So mm -hmm. 
um, you know, I'm I'm green flag, and I think it's it's worth a shot. Hell, let's yeah. do it. Well, why don't you that? Sorry, one thing I wanted to say real quick. Yeah. And to that point, like it's still very, like qualifying is still very prevalent and like very important, even on the local level that we have right now, because it's it still puts you in the fast dash, and mm-hmm. you still start in that upper what depending mm-hmm. most nights it's what, seven se- yeah upper half right as far as starting position because we don't have enough laps honestly to where you can make a whole lot of mistakes in a main event because like for us we only run thirty. That's not a whole lot of laps. I mean, you it, you really got to be wheeling in order to get yourself from, let's say, seventh position if you have a bad qualifying night to first. Mm-hmm. You you, you got to have a lot of things go right <laughs> in yeah. order to make that happen. So don't get me wrong. Like qualifying is still important. I think it just it, it more or less, you know, it, having that extra incentive for mm-hmm. qualifying to make that stamp on it, I I, I think that's just yeah, that it would be awesome. But well, and that, go ahead, Jay. It, Sorry. And, and to your point, it gives more entertainment for the fans because, like you know, fans start rolling into the track just kind of as practice is getting over, right? As qualifying starting, but really, the, a lot of the fans don't really start packing the place until kind of like right as the heats are starting, right? Right after qualifying. So this actually might bring people out a little earlier and thinking like, I got to watch qualifying because I want to see who's going to win this money, you know, especially with how many cars we're hearing that are going to come out for the GAM class, how many cars we already know for legends, pure stocks, super stocks. I mean, all the other classes, you know, now it's kind of more exciting for the fans of like, all right, all right, who's, who's getting the money tonight, you know, and, and then even maybe uh, get like one of them big freaking checks. And let the driver, you know, uh, you know, you obviously still get the trophy, but let the driver drive off the track, waving oh, yeah. that big hundred dollar check, you know, oh, coming yeah. off the coming off the track. So I, I just think it'd be something fun, incentivize the drivers a little bit more mm-hmm. to to you know put a little bit more emphasis on qualifying, and then just entertainment wise, I think that would be fun uh, overall. I, yeah. I will say this though, like the few times that I actually did get to qualify last year. You know, I, we were always one of the very first few handful of cars, like, on the track, right? Like, usually three, four, one, two, somewhere right in there, right? And so, you know, it's always funny. You pull into the X, and then they put that little trophy on your mm-hmm. hood. And then it changes. And you're like, all right. And then it changes. Every time, the guy would be standing there, and he'd have his hand on it. Like, he knew that somebody <laughs> was going to beat you, you know? Right. And then finally, he'd pick it up and take it away, and I'd yell at him, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> that's mine fuck you going yeah, yeah. Where are you going? i had it first <laughs> what i'll say too uh i follow obviously a lot of outlaw carding stuff and qrc the red bluff outlaws um i won't spoil anything but um the red bluff outlaws and stuff they do qrc gives awards for multiple things i mean quick time uh, most most cars passed. I mean, just little things like that. And and there's not really money involved, but you get a, a nice little plaque each and every single week. Hard says, charger, hey, yeah, hard charger. I passed the most cars. I did this or that. I think that's just that's just cool because normally, you know, there's only a trophy for the winner. That's mm-hmm. when the pay windows open, and that's it. But you know, and I'm not saying oh, back to this whole thing that everybody needs a ribbon and a free scoop of ice cream at Baskin Robbins. But when you're out there racing and it's, it's nice to be, you know, compensated either points or cash or an award for something that happened. Oh, yeah. I mean, especially if you're 
starting 20th mm-hmm. in a 25 lap race and you get up to the top five. Oh yeah. Oh, that's yeah. like, oh, that's... I, wanna, I want somebody to acknowledge that I just raced my ass off in 25 That's laps. pretty much a win. Like if yeah. you can do that, go from like mm-hmm. 20th to fifth in a 25 lap race there. I mean, you might, I'd just go hand you the trophy and be like, dude, you, you killed yeah. it. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. So, no, I think that's yeah. a, that, that opens up a lot of avenues for, you know, local short tracks mm-hmm. to, yeah. to explore, whether it's qualifying or in race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and again, it kind of goes back to some of the things we've, we've been talking about on the, on this show for a little while, you know, just like how to get a little bit more excitement and a little bit more like fan give, uh, engagement and, you know, it, or in the entertainment business, you know, make it a little bit more entertaining on a weekly basis. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's just not so black and white, cut and dry type. Mm-hmm. You know, make it a little bit more interesting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. bring back them freaking train whistles, for God's sakes. That's oh, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd buy them out. <laughs> <laughs> Jake's wife, why do you have 25 train whistles downstairs? Ah, <laughs> uh, you know. Just because I can. I like them. I one for every year that I wasn't able to buy one <laughs> since 1997. How about that? There you go. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, Good topics, boys. Been really uh, leading off with uh, start of the year with some good, interesting topics. I like it. Heck yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um, we are going to uh, hear from one of our our last presenting partner uh, tonight uh, before Jake gives us the uh, preview to next week. Um, So without further ado, we're going to give you the content and then uh, be looking in this ad. There's a coupon. If you need any of this work done, good for a waffle. If a waffle, uh, you need any of the things that the AAA service is about to explain to you, there's a coupon in here. Jord has the link. Hit them up. Here we go. Is your toilet always backing up? Got a faucet that's leaking all the time? Call the plumbing pros at AAA Service today to get $50 off any plumbing repair. Scheduling is always easy at AAAToday.com. There you go. I uh, yeah, I just dropped the uh, link in the chat here. So yeah, if you need any you know home services done as far as your plumbing, electric, uh, HVAC, especially because you got uh, you know we got the summer months coming up, so get your AC checked out. You know, make sure everything's working right. You know, it's been sitting all winter long. You want to make sure everything is going to be nice and ready to go for when it does get start getting hot in here. So, uh, but yeah, it's super excited to have them aboard again this or again aboard <laughs> this year. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw, but I, yeah, I posted, we finally got the car wrapped, um, doing the, doing the hot pink on that car. I didn't really think about how bright that was going to be, but holy cow, like the pictures don't do (laughs) it. Yeah, I know. I was like, damn, this is really bright. This looks, I mean, it looks good. I I was really proud and and really happy with the way the car turned out. And I hope every, all the fans were too. So, um, we've been busting our ass in the in the garage so we're super excited get get that thing on the triple a service plumbing heating and electric car out on the track and um actually coming up next week and i'll touch on this too uh that car you can see it firsthand um down at the home and garden show at the national western stock show it will be there at the uh aaa booth that they're going to have there uh come next next weekend so the 20th fourth and 25th and 26th i think it's friday saturday sunday next week 
So, um, yeah, if you want to come check it out in person, come down there. I'll be down there. My dad will be down there. Um, we're all going to be hanging out, signing autographs, giving away cards, stuff like that. You can see it firsthand. So if you guys got nothing it? going on, sure, if you want to. <laughs> it hasn't changed we got hasn't changed much in a trailer if you'd like to sit in that one yeah there you go yeah yeah if anybody if anybody wants a mod we got one for sale so feel free um but yeah come check it out um but good show tonight boys that that's was a lot good. of fun that's good that was great to have mr cox on it's it was um very diverse i would say the conversation uh-huh and you know that was, that was I feel like we might have to get a Chris Cox 2.0 Adam Hilton. Oh, yeah. That would be going. one of them specials. I would love that. And, you know, Adam Hilton is on our radar to get on here. Obviously, uh-huh. we had his one of his daughters, McCrystal, on last season. So uh, maybe, you know, careful what you wish for there, Jake. <laughs> I'll call him right after the show. Might be, yeah, might be a uh, Ed Vecherelli type of show. Oh, man. Oh, God. That would be awesome. That, that, that's yeah. a hard show to top. But um, I think with those two, I, I, I was going to say with Chris, Chris and Adam <laughs> together, I, we might not even talk. We might just be like, go. Yeah, I just mute myself <laughs> and go. let them have Let's at go. it. <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, thanks for everybody right. for coming on and watching the show. We appreciate it. Thanks, like I said, to uh, not only Mr. Chris Cox, but all of uh, you listeners and viewers, I would say. Um, but yeah, next week we uh, well, we're going to be back to our regular regular programming we're inching ourselves uh closer and closer we're only what three weeks three weeks now four weeks well yeah we're three weeks now from uh practice so we're getting closer and closer yep. hope you guys are all working on your cars getting them ready to go i'm sure everybody's kind of in that final stretch getting everything done so fired up the old um, outlaw cart this last weekend i saw that looks yes. good yes. got her rolling finally yeah it's uh scary i'll tell you that yeah definitely so. Yeah. Um, so uh, to to George's point there, uh, next week, obviously, uh, no guests, uh, but we do have one planned for the 28th. It's going to be a big one. Um, pretty well renowned. Um, we're just confirming that that date works for this person as this person travels a lot and races a lot, I'll say. Um, so we're just confirming that, but uh, should be all hands on deck for that one. So definitely, uh, even if you show up for the last five minutes of next week's show, don't miss that five minutes because we're going to announce who this uh, person is next week uh, at the end of the show because we're going to make you suffer through the first hour and a half uh, of us bullshitting before we announce it. So uh, definitely uh, tune in next week or at least the last five minutes of next mm-hmm. week and we'll announce mm-hmm. uh, who our guest is for the 28th. But uh, I'll actually pass to Jake to give his uh, farewell greetings because I always talk first. So Jake. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, good show tonight, boys. Thank you, Chris, again for uh, jumping on with us. Uh, it's always good to have some uh, good local fun guys and, you know, well-known around the Colorado racing scene on the show and, and spotlight them and, and bring some uh, what they're like off the track because you never know what they, who they are, how they are off the track. So, uh, you know, that's what we do this for is to bring enlightenment to uh, the the cars at least that you see at the track every weekend. And if you obviously get to meet them for the five minutes, getting their autograph and shaking their hand and uh, congratulating them after the races in the pits, uh, you get to see a little bit more on their personal life and what they're like. So that's why we like doing this and and we'll continue to do it. So yeah, like Brandon said, I'm excited to announce officially the uh, guest for two weeks from today. 
Um, Got to thank all of our presenting sponsors, Frank's Radio. Um, definitely hit them up, getting closer and closer to the race season. Make sure your radios are top notch and they will hook you up. Uh, everything that you need. Um, Citywide, uh, the agency, AAA, Smith Family Racing, them. Brandon Hall Racing. Can't, can't <laughs> not get those in there. Outlaw, hey, come on. I'm almost there. Outlaw beer, of course. You know, hopefully we can get them to throw in some outlaw. Tito's vodka that's gone. Tito's vodka that's gone. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and all you fans, thank you for listening in and joining in, and all you new uh, fans that got to watch Chris today, thank you for joining the show. And um, yeah, just looking forward to the season starting. So I'll shut up now and pass it to this guy. Oh, well, I'm good. I, I said my piece. So <laughs> wrong way. Yeah, wrong oh, way. I, well, no, well, that's... Well, 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 there we go. I got to turn the thunder. Turn right it up. Yeah, there you go. No. Um, well said. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And uh, I saw on our uh, Facebook page that we had some more followers uh, this week. So thank you, uh, everybody, for sharing us. Um, tell your friends, even if you know they they're not a race car driver. Maybe they just like racing. Maybe they just like podcasts. We're we're not bad. So mm -hmm. tell your friends. Tell your family. Um, it's free to listen, free to watch, as long as you have internet. Um, and that's that's all I'll say. Appreciate it. Um, super excited to announce the uh, guest for the 28th next week. Um, so stay tuned for that one or tune in, I guess, uh, for that one. And yeah, everybody have a great rest of your week. Uh, like George said at the top, uh, enjoy the nice weather tomorrow and uh, enjoy everybody's weekend. I don't know. Uh, are they uh, there at a NASCAR's at Atlanta with the new configuration? So uh, rooting for the underdogs there. Corey LaJoy almost did it last year. So I'll be tuning into that one. And uh, yeah, so everybody enjoy your week, your weekend. We'll see you back next Tuesday uh, with the normal show and dive into everything that happened with NASCAR. And uh, to Jake's point, thank you, Frank's Radio Service. Appreciate all you do for us. And uh, with that, until next time, everybody, keep scrubbing those tires. Holla. On behalf of Jacob and Jordan Smith, Smith Family Racing, Brandon Hall Racing, and myself, Brandon Hall, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Scrub and Tires Podcast. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram by searching the Scrub and Tires Podcast. Until next time, let's keep scrubbing them tires.